Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text from St. Luke. He therefore, John the Baptist, therefore said to the crowds who came out to be baptized by him, You brood of vipers who warned you to flee from the wrath to come. Bear fruit in keeping with repentance. Now, dear friends of Christ, you know, when John the Baptist shows up, you know it's Advent, and his arrival is always an annual thing. Uh, John is determined to hold back Christmas. Christmas is coming, uh, to, but he is determined to keep the season of Advent and Christmas separate. Let's not blend them together. He wants to build a wall around Advent because the message of Advent is to prepare, and he wants to make Advent great again. He wants to bring back Advent to, to see the importance of being prepared before Christ arrives, the preparation aspect that Christ is coming. And that's the message of John the Baptist. Um, again, John the Baptist is not one who is all about entertaining Santa's elves. John is a figure right out of the Old Testament. We could say he's a tough guy. Uh, he even dresses apart, dresses like Elijah, wears uh, a robe made out of camel's hair, a leather belt around his waist. He's undomesticated, he's uncivilized. He's seemingly untamable, and he doesn't worry about what people think about what he says. He doesn't worry about what the people are saying or whether they approve of his message or not. He's certainly not politically correct, and he just simply doesn't care. His job is to speak the truth and just prepare people for the Lord. And so John doesn't preach the message of the world. He preaches another message. He preaches the truth. And who is this John the Baptist? Well, he's a forerunner. He's the way preparer. He's the messenger that was prophesied to come before Jesus. When this one shows up, Christ is right around the corner, that the people were to be prepared for him. And John prepared the people. He did his job. He prepared their hearts. He prepared their minds. He was trying to prepare their lives to meet the Lord. And so our theme for this morning, the message of John, repent. As a character, John seems larger than life, but he's very real. He's, not a, a, he's a real deal, and he came at a particular time as a messenger before the Lord. Um, with absolute precision, Luke describes the moment. The 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate being governor of Judea, and Herod being tetrarch of Galilee, and his brother Philip, Tetrarch of Etruria, and Triconitius, and Lysanias, Tetrarch of Abilene, during the high priest of Annas and Caiaphas. Well, that's specific. That's wearily specific, right? But that's the point. You see, this is history. John didn't just pop up in the minds of people. All these are very real events. It happened in time. It happened in place. And Luke gives us the facts. That John is not some kind of Marvel 
superhero character that doesn't really exist. He's not some Star Wars character from a land far, far away from long, long ago. No, John was real. And Luke gives us his history. Luke tells us where and when and who. It was at the time in history when hearts and minds of God's people were pregnant with the idea of God's salvation coming to earth. Their, their minds were pregnant with, with the Messiah. Well, what about you? Is your heart pregnant with the Messiah? Are you excited about His coming? And how do you prepare? How do you prepare to meet the Lord? Um, well, first of all, as Christians, we must not rush too quickly into Christmas. And, and I, I know that, you know, we all need to stop and we need, we need to think about what Advent's all about so that we can bring Advent back, so that we can make Advent great again. Uh, and we do that with one word, and that one word is repent, to turn. To turn away from all those things that we, we, we say that are wrong, all those things that we do that are wrong, and all those things that we think that are wrong. Turn. Prepare your heart to meet Jesus. And John's message is quite offensive, really. Uh, he says, you sinners are on a broad path to eternal destruction. You're on a broad path to the flames of hell. Stop what you're doing. Repent. Turn. Go the other way. That's what repentance means. Change. Follow the Lord's narrow way. Obey His commandments. Lose this idea that somehow you're better than everybody else. Lose this idea, the notion that somehow you can bribe God. That you aren't, that, that, because you're not going to be able to butter Him up as you stand before Him on the day of judgment in order to get on His good side. Repent. Change what you're doing. Change what you're thinking. Change what you're saying. The Lord is coming. Turn to the Lord and live. Prepare your hearts to meet your Savior. And John's message wasn't tactful. Yeah, John's message was like a bull in a china closet. He just comes and he rips through people. He doesn't mince words. He wasn't a, a warm, fuzzy type of guy. And when crowds came out to be baptized by him, he didn't flatter them. He called them a bunch of slithering snakes, vipers. Who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Who do you think you are anyway? And don't try to pad your resume by, by saying, well, we have Abraham as our father. We're religious people. God could not care less. The axe is already at the root of Israel's tree. And the fire is already kindled. Any tree that does not bear good fruit will be cut down and will be thrown into the fire. And, and John also taught the people exactly what repentance looks like. Turns out repentance isn't, isn't just about a guilty feeling. John didn't say, well, you're a terrible sinner. So why even try to do the right thing? That's not what John said. And John, neither did he say, you're justified by grace through faith. Your sins are all forgiven, so you don't have to do anything. That's not what he said. No, John taught 
the people of God exactly what this new life in repentance looks like. Listen to our text. The crowds asked John the Baptist, well, what does it look like? What should we do then? What is this life of repentance? What does it look like? Now listen to what John said. Whoever has two shirts should share with the person who doesn't have any. Whoever has food should share it too. So repentance is about sharing. It's about generosity. It's about loving our neighbor. About helping people, doing what's right. That's right. Love God, love your neighbor. Summarizes the commandments, right? Keep the Ten Commandments. Follow in the ways of the Lord. Again, our text describes what repentance looks like. Some tax collectors came to be baptized, and they asked John the Baptist, Teacher, what should we do? How should we prepare? And John the Baptist told them, Don't collect more money than you're ordered to collect. Some of the soldiers asked him, What should we do? How should we prepare? And he told them, Be satisfied with your pay. Never use threats to blackmail or to get money from anyone. Can you summarize what John is saying here? What's he saying about being prepared? About repentance? Be honest. Share. Share your clothing with those in need. Share your food with people who don't have any. Do your jobs. Go to work. Make money. Live out your vocations. But as you live out the things that you do, your vocations that God has given you to do in life, do it with integrity. Do it with honesty. Do it with decency. Do what's right. Be fair and be content with what you have. It's simple. Simple stuff. Simple stuff that the world seems to no longer deem necessary. These are the type of, however, these are the type of character things that our country used to teach our children. I mean, even in kindergarten, we'd teach them about how to, how to be decent and how to be, how to be, how to be filled with integrity and, and honesty and don't cheat and don't lie. And don't cuss. It's simple. But it's not easy. I wonder what John the Baptist would have to say to our generation. I don't think we would be too proud of what he would have to say or appreciate what he had to say. We wouldn't appreciate his words very much. Putting it in his vernacular. You brood of slithering Lutherans, repent. Repent of your apathy. Repent of your spiritual complacency. Repent of all your excuses that you've used during COVID not to come to church and not to worship the Lord. Repent of your laziness. Repent of your hypocrisy. And don't you dare say, well, we're, we're Martin Luther's children. For I can tell you that God can make Martin Luther's children out of these these wooden pews that sit before you. 
Repent of your worldly ways. Repent of your incessant grumbling and your incessant complaining. Start living as as a baptized children of God that God has made you to be. The holy people that you are in Christ Jesus. You know, John would make it clear that God's highway, that path that he talks about, lowering the mountains and raising the hills, that highway runs straight through the middle of our being, right through our hearts and right through our minds. Our journey of Advent begins with how we live. Advent needs to begin with John because we need to hear the message. The message of repentance and preparation even though it might make us feel awkward and uncomfortable. The message of Advent allows us to see the truth about ourselves, and we may not like what we see. And about right at this point, it's about right at the point when you're ready to say with St. Paul, nothing good dwells within me, nothing good dwells within my own body, and just then, just then, when we're about to give up, Jesus comes. And Jesus comes to you, and He prepares His own way into your heart. And He comes into your heart with forgiveness, and He comes into your heart with mercy, and He comes into your heart with His grace, and He's begun a good work in you, and He will bring it to completion in the day of of His salvation. Jesus has come to fix broken sinners and to save us. The psalmist says it this way, The sacrifice pleasing to God is a broken spirit. O God, you do not despise a broken and contrite heart. Oh, it turns out that all the fire and all the brimstone and all the judgment that John proclaimed was not just an empty threat. It wasn't hyperbole. Jesus literally came to save us from the eternal judgment the axe was laid at the root of Israel and that axe fell on Jesus the wrath of God that threatens our condemnation fell on Jesus the fire of God's judgment was aimed and discharged against Jesus that Jesus died to save us he who knew no sin became sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. We do the crime, He gets the punishment. Jesus lives a perfect life, we get the credit. And all this is given to us by grace. Our salvation is given to us through faith in Christ. And He's come. He's come to you, He's come to me, and He comes to us in His body and blood. He comes that we might live to deliver us from God's wrath, to save us from our sin, and to free us from the flames of our eternal destruction. And Jesus accomplished all that. And through His death and resurrection, the baptismal blessings flow. The baptismal blessing flow from His cross, and there He has given you faith. And there He's given you forgiveness. And there He's given you redemption. Christ's forgiving love love flows into your life through the miracle of your baptism. 
refreshing waters every day, watered by your baptism, you become a good tree, bearing good fruit that's acceptable unto your Lord. Well, maybe you're not feeling all that fruitful. Repent. Maybe you're not feeling all that fruitful. Turn. Confess that you've fallen short. Make Advent great again. Come to the supper of the Lord. Come and be fed. Come and be nourished. Come and receive. Come to where Christ's body and blood are given for the forgiveness of your sins, for your healing. It's Advent. It's time to prepare. It's time to get on our knees. It's time to make Advent great again before Christ comes. And don't be afraid of John's harsh message. He's a faithful preacher. And he's telling us what we need to hear. Get ready. Be prepared. Jesus comes. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.